and boy did it ever. Welcome to a very special edition of Sensible or Cynical Reviews. My name is Sean, and this is the ranking of the top nine Adam Sandler movies. Um, according to me, of course, this is just an opinion of one person. Um, I took some opinions of other people, but the bottom line is these are my rankings. Well, you may be asking yourself right now, what qualifies as an Adam Sandler movie? To me, it is a film that relies heavily on the character that Adam Sandler plays. You know, he may be the main character. He may be on equal footing as two or three others. But if it is a movie that Adam Sandler is driving economically, then it should be constituted as an Adam Sandler movie. Just in case there, shockingly, is somebody out there listening to this that is saying, well, who is Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler is an American actor, comedian, screenwriter, film producer, and singer-songwriter. So, that pretty much sums it all. There you go. And in honor of Bobby Boucher, who wore number nine for South Central Louisiana State, this will be a ranking of nine movies. Nine movies. So, um, let's get to it. Coming in at number nine... Mr. Deeds, this 2002 film starring Adam Sandler as Longfellow Deeds was a hit. I mean, it had it had a budget of 50 or so million, but it got like one hundred and seventy one point three million dollar in box office. And I remember it because it was one of the first movies I saw the friend like we were just hanging out and uh, Adam Sandler was you know, heavily promoting this movie and it was all over the news and I was just like, oh, Mr. Deeds, that seems so cool. You know, a kid just gets handed $40 billion from a long lost relative. I mean, how cool is that? Um, and like with, and like many of his movies, I don't think Rotten Tomatoes was too friendly with this, but it comes in at number nine because it is... A film that you can watch on TNT, I think they still play it, but it's not one that's in like that top tier of Adam Sandler. And to be honest, um, as you'll see going on, this is, you know, barely, barely on. I didn't even know if I was going to put this on, um, but you'll see as the list goes, goes on why it was a tough call to even put this on. But... I think this is a good spot for it. It was pretty awesome how he took control after he was taken advantage of. Like he got the money and then they took they tried to take advantage of him and then he regained control. I mean Longfellow Deeds was legendary. And that is why Mr. Deeds comes in at number 9 on my list. Next on my list, at number eight, The Water Boy. This 1998 comedy featuring Bobby Boucher, who is the reason why this is a ranking of nine, because that was his number in college. Um, 
deserves a spot on here. I was actually debating whether to put it higher, but at the end of the day, eight is perfect. I mean, this film did even better financially than Mr. Deeds. I mean, and there's there's some iconic um, some iconic lines. I mean, when his mom says, Foosball is the devil. I mean, who didn't laugh at that? That was fucking epic. I mean, um, so, and again, the budget's only $23 million on this from Touchstone. This movie, only 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. So the ratings aren't very good on this, but that's part of the course for Adam's um, movies. His comedic style is riveting. The fans love it, but when these people in suits and these people typing behind a keyboard analyze it, they frown, you know, big frown on the quality. So, um, Waterboy is so legendary. I mean, even 2020, people are posting memes. Um, Bobby Boucher's jerseys are being sold. Vicky Valancourt, the girlfriend that Mama didn't like, the actress who played Vicky, had actually a good career. And part and due was this role of Miss Valancourt. I, I feel like that propelled her career. Firuza Bulk, that's her name. Firuza Bulk. So for those that have not seen The Water Boy, the Water Boy is based on this, in quotations, special 30 something year old guy that gets fired as a Water Boy from, ironically, the same college that he destroys in the Bourbon Bowl as a linebacker for the South Central Louisiana State University Mud Dogs. But my favorite character in the film. Well, besides Bobby Boucher, of course, is Coach Klein, played by Henry Winkler, who was the Fonz in Happy Days. It's funny because he starts out as, you know, trying to manipulate Bobby to play because he finds out how good he is. Um, of course, when he visualizes people make fun and people making fun of um, his infatuation with water, even Henry Winkler makes fun of it. But what turns out to be a joke, he ends up liking Bobby and he ends up um, having a good relationship with him. And not only him, but Bobby's mama gets turned around too. She goes from hating football because she was afraid that football would take her son Bobby from her um, to not only appreciating his skills on the field, but appreciating what Vicky Valancourt, Bobby's girlfriend, does for Bobby's social life. And she knows that she will take care of him at the end of the day. So this was a no-brainer, putting Waterboy number eight. And uh, everyone should go see it if they have not. I mean, considering it was 22 years ago, and number eight on Sandler's uh, top films here. 
everyone should have seen it already or everyone, you know, everyone. I'd be surprised if there was anybody listening to this that has not seen it. Let's move on to number seven on my list. My personal favorite, Big Daddy. Adam played the role of Sonny Koufax, a 32-year-old law graduate um, who did absolutely, positively nothing. Instead of, you know, taking the bar exam, he was a toll booth operator. So, you know, and his girlfriend at the time said enough's enough and left him because he wasn't doing anything with his life. He was just moping around, watching TV, you know, doing, you know, whatever he wanted. But the problem was whatever he wanted was goofing off and being a leech on society. That's essentially what he was doing. So the following day, a boy named Julian shows up at Sonny's apartment. And Sonny ends up taking care of the kid, um, becoming a father figure of sorts. And, you know, that's what I like about it is because it shows that, you know, despite um, someone's lack of maturity at a certain point, anyone with effort and dedication can prove otherwise. Anyone can grow. It's just do they have the willingness and drive to do so? Anybody can show maturity, but the question is, do they want to? And I like how the movie shows the evolution of Sonny as a character um, to the point where people change their minds about him. Um, And then at the end, of course, um, Kevin, you know, admits that the kid was his and everything like that. But the movie itself was actually decently rated. Well, except for Rotten Tomatoes, of course. They they have shit on most of uh, Sandler's work, but not all, not all. Like, obviously, we're only at number seven here, so, but... He won a lot of he won um, multiple awards for this, including the best male performance at the MTV Awards, and he won favorite actor at the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards. So I mean, this was acclaimed. I mean, minus the worst actor awards <laughs> that he won for this too. Um, consequently, proving that this is a nostalgia film, it just proves that his comedy style works. It's not. You know, it's a feel-good story. And sometimes movie critics don't like the sloppy, messing around, not taking it seriously vibe that it brings. Um, But in reality, Adam is so over the top in a lot of his films that people fall in love with the characters. And that's what happened here in Big Daddy. Um, You know, that that, uh, theme song by Garage, titled When I Grow Up, is one of the more underrated um, movie theme songs. I like that scene where it shows um, all the activities and hangouts that Julian and Sonny did from, you know, messing around at a, a playground, playing baseball. It showed the soft side of the character. And that's what spoke to me, like I said. So that 
is why Big Daddy is number seven. Oh, and the fact that Sonny hooked up with a smart chick that coincidentally um, the chick's sister thought he thought he was still immature, but in reality, um, he actually when he was actually growing up as a man, the girl he was seeing saw that, and then the dynamic of the two was uh, pretty epic. But I digress. Moving on. In 2002, Adam Sandler starred in a highly acclaimed romantic comedy titled Punch Drunk Love. This comes in at number six on my list. Also starring Emily Watson, this romantic comedy struck gold at the 2002 Cannes Film Festival. Um, The director, Paul Leonard, won Best Director, and, you know, this actually got 79% approval on Rotten Tomatoes. I think people liked it because it was different. So this was a welcomed um, diversion, and Adam Sandler plays Barry. He owns his own business, sells themed plungers, and met Lena Leonard, who was a co-worker of one of Barry's seven sisters. And, you know, there's a sex line scandal and we may fall in love and, you know, not my type of movie, but I can't deny the success of the film. Although I don't think they broke even. They were really close. I know the budget was 25 and it made 24.7 million dollars. So, but like I said, that fits into the theme of different. This was a higher quality film than the others, but it didn't make as much money because the character, although a good character, didn't strike, you know, the mainstream audience like, you know, um, Sandler's prior characters. So, yeah, comes in at number six. It's a very good film. Um, and I recommend everybody checking it out. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. And the chemistry between Emily and Adam is amazing. It's hard to go, you know, it's, it can't go unnoticed the on-screen chemistry between the two. And that is why it comes in at number six on my list. I can't deny the success of the fifth film on my list. The Meyerowitz Stories. The 2017 comedy drama film premiered at the 55th New York Film Festival. Adam plays Danny Meyerowitz, who is the half-brother of Ben Stiller's character, Matthew. There is also Jean, the sister. Um... This may be um, a surprise to you guys, but I'm not a big drama person. Also, it only grossed $20,000. I mean, distributed by Netflix, this film won four awards nominated for seven, including Best Ensemble Cast at the BSFC Awards. So, I mean, this film has tons of credentials. It's just not my cup of tea. But anytime you have Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller together, I mean, it's um, 
it's movie gold. And I know it has 92% um, on uh, Ron Tomatoes, which is a staggering number for an Adam Sandler movie. I mean, let's be real. So I know this movie has like a cult following, and that is why it's number five. Um, I respect it, you know. And I thought about making this higher, but um, it's my list, so my rules. <laughs> it's number five. Um, sound off if you disagree. You know, comments, send me emails, ambush me with criticism. I mean, I'll take it. I'm a man. But uh, this is number five, so it is what it is. One awesome thing about it, though, is I like how, you know, the siblings buy for... Um, their father's attention, played by Dustin Hoffman. He does a good job in portraying um, the father character. And, you know, they have a good um, vibe. And I can see why they won Best Ensemble Cast. Because as a group, they knock it out of the park. So, I think five is a good spot for the Meyerwood stories. Okay, let's go on to number four. Billy Madison. I mean, I love Billy Madison, you know, but who didn't at that time? 1995, you know, slapstick comedy. One of the first he did, you know, classic Adam Sandler. Well, this time he's in his 20s. 27, um, his father owned a hotel chain, Madison Hotels, Fortune 500, you know, chain, 650 hotels he owned. And the bottom line is Billy had two weeks to do to go through 12 grades to prove he was competent enough to manage the company. And, you know, everyone knows the ups and downs of the film. And, of course, Veronica Vaughn, the teacher who, you know, Billy eyes, you know, because what? He thought she was hot. And let's be real. <laughs> but anyways, um, and then, you know, everyone, I don't even know why I'm explaining the plot. If you're listening to this, you know Billy Madison. So what I'm surprised about, though, is that IMDb got it at 6.4. I thought it'd be higher than that. And of course, I love the ending scene. To be honest, the movie could just been like this ending scene and it would have been great in my eyes. The Jeopardy style event. With Brian, who's trying to prevent Billy from managing the company, like I said. And he loses. And instead of managing it himself, Billy gives the company to Carl, the manager of Brian. So that was funny how it ended. And this is number four on my list because it is iconic. It's up there with... You know, you think Adam Sandler and it's Billy Madison. That's that's just one of the movies that comes out of the tongue right away. Um, you can find this on TV all the time. I still watch it every once in a while. And um, it makes me laugh every time. Um, it's just amazing to me how consistent Adam Sandler was in the slapstick comedies. Yet, they were similar but different. You know, and they all were great in their own right. So this is number four and I feel like it's a good spot. Some people would have it lower, but I like Billy Madison at four. Okay, on to number three. We have the 2019 crime thriller, 
Uncut Gems. This A24 produced film was declared one of the top 10 films of 2019 by the National Board of Review. Adam Sandler plays gambler Howard Ratner. You know, this reminded me, I just saw this, this reminded me of Mark Wahlberg's The Gambler, where he gets in, he double deals, he gets in trouble, he gets out, he gets back in trouble. Kevin Garnett, um, the legendary power forward um, for the Timberwolves and then the Celtics, makes a cameo in this, um, and he does a great job. Actually, it's more like a minor role, but regardless, um, it's very, very good. I highly recommend it, obviously, with it being number three and just coming out um, last year. You know, incredible. It's a little fast-paced for, it's a little like, well, more like a lot fast-paced, but Sandler shows his diversity here. He can play serious roles too. And I feel like that's an underrated facet of his um, of his acting repertoire. Like, he can do a lot. And I don't think he gets enough credit in that regard. So, Bratner is a Jewish jeweler and gambler in New York's Diamond District. And, you know, he gets in, he gets in a, you know, web of lies and has to bounce around from debt to debt in order to retrieve an expensive gem that he once bought. And it just gets crazy and crazier, you know, as the film goes on. There's a lot of action. I think that's why the critics liked it is because it's it's not boring. It's not slow. It's just nonstop, nonstop. And the acting, obviously, for it winning multiple awards um, is top-notch stuff. So Adam Sandler is just straight up showing off in this film. <laughs> like, for real. It's kind of ridiculous how good he is in this. And this is number three because both films in the top two have that nostalgia factor and quality mixed. This is so new. Like, if this was, if this was 10 years ago, this would be, like, number one. But because it's so new, I don't know. I just get wooed by the nostalgia factor of his old stuff. But this, this is probably deserving of one or two, but it's number three. So yeah, that's what it is. It's number three. The film premiered August 30th, 2019 at the Telluride Film Festival and is A24's highest grossing film domestically at 50 million. And it's not a Sandler movie unless there's a girlfriend and an estranged wife. But at least she waited until after Passover to file for divorce. <laughs> I mean, incredible stuff. And the gem was a rare black opal from Ethiopia. Miners, you know, dug it up and Ratner took the deal, got it shipped. And then Kevin Garnett was infatuated with it. And then the... The race was on. So, amazing film. Check it out. And it's now time to reveal number two. Numero dos is Wedding Singer. Co-starring Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler, this romantic comedy was released on February 13th, 1998. With, uh, get this. 
$18 million budget at an incredible $123.3 million box office. That's crazy. Adam Sandler plays Robbie Hart, a New Jersey wedding singer who was left at the altar on his wedding day to begin the film. It's a roller coaster of a movie, and it is a movie that is near and dear to many people. Um, the amazing scene at the end of the movie when he's singing to Drew Barrymore, and, you know, Drew Barrymore, this is one of her, like, creme de la creme performances. I mean, it's just incredible. The movie, um, even though it wasn't, like, superly high-rated on Rotten Tomatoes, 68%'s not terrible. Metacritic is a little less friendly at 59, but all in all, I mean, it's one of those movies that showcases Adam's talents. And this was, you know, at a time where he was doing the slapstick comedies and then he was doing the crazy comedies. And then all of a sudden he pulls this performance out. And I think it came out of left field for a lot of people, but he nailed it. He nailed it. You know, and like a lot of his other films, it's not very long, hour and 37 minutes. So um, there's always a lot packed in in a short amount of time. And I think that's why he's successful, too, is they're not like movies that drag on. You know, there's always a quick, decisive plot is, you know, quick, decisive action. Despite it being a romantic comedy, there's still things that keep your attention and keep you intrigued on seeing what's going to happen next. Is he going to get her back? Is he actually going to try to intervene? Yada, 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 you know. (laughs) So I love that movie, even though, you know, I'm a 33-year-old male. I'm not ashamed to say that I enjoy a romantic comedy every once in a while. You know, my mom uh, raised me on movies like that. I watched it with her. I know more than once. So good movie. Good times. And the soundtracks, there's two legendary soundtracks that accompany this movie. Before we get to that, though, you know, I am glad that the character shows that you can meet someone even through a rough time. Like I said, when he got dumped at the altar, he met Drew Barrymore's character, Julia, and they fall in love, but she... Um, ends up going a different direction and then he keeps fighting for her and gets her at the end. So it's um, a showcase that proves that persistency does work. It does work. You just got to have the drive and determination because if you know that the person that you're chasing is about to marry um lack of a better word, for lack of a better word, loser, and that you know that you can provide a better life for this person, then go for it. Go for it. Okay, now that that's over, let me talk about the two soundtracks. The first soundtrack is, wait for it, The Wedding Singer. (laughs) Shocker, right? Um, This album is stacked with 
musicians that are household names. I mean, we got The Police, Billy Idol, you know, David Bowie. The list goes on. And these are quality films, I mean, or quality, um, you know, artists. And the songs are catchy. And that's another thing that's, you know, that's big when it comes to the movie is, obviously, it's a wedding singer, so the music's got to be good, right? It's got to be. And that song at the end that he plays to get her, um, awesome. But anyways, so those are the big names in the first soundtrack. And the second soundtrack features Madonna, The Cars, and other artists that contributed greatly to the movie. That song by Madonna is one of my favorites, um, titled Holiday. I think it's a song everyone should check out. Um, And that's it for number two. Now it is time for number one. What you've all been waiting for. (laughs) Drum roll, please. You got it. Happy Gilmore. Released on February 16th, 1996. Happy Gilmore is an iconic sports comedy film. And Adam Sandler shines in this movie. Like, ridiculously. Um, Happy Gilmore is a wannabe golfer. You know, he's really a hockey player. But he finds out that if he golfs, he can make a lot more money. He has a nice um, drive and uh, literally and figuratively when it comes to yet another lady. Like it seems to be a theme of every single movie, obviously, that he does. It just seems to be, you know, can you get the woman? Can you not succeed, etc. Happy Gilmore succeeds all right. The film, which earned $41.2 million on just a $12 million budget, won an MTV award for best fight when Adam Sandler fought Bob Barker. Everybody knows that scene. That's one of the most uh, memorable scenes in cinema history. Maybe I'm being a little, you know, overreactive here, but I don't think I'm far off. Bob Barker is a legendary host. Like, and the fact that he even made a cameo in Happy Gilmore took the movie to the next level. Um, once again, it's one of those movies where they, um, the bad guys try to take Adam Sandler down, but he wins at the end. He gets the girl. Um, he wins the, you know, wins the tournament. You know, and that's the cool thing about it is, is it shows golf in a comedic light, which I don't think there was too many um, comedic films highlighting golf before then. Maybe I'm wrong, but I really don't think so. And I think Happy Gilmore was such an epic, epic um, comedy film that it's number one because I think that it's the most memorable work that Adam's ever done. Like, besides SNL and... Things like that. When you say Adam Sandler, 99.9% of the time, somebody will respond with Happy Gilmore. 
and the fight scene with Bob Barker. Like, you can't script a better movie at that time. Cinematically, sure, it's not the best. But of all the comedies that Sandler's done, this sticks out because the roller coaster was perfect. Go up, down, up, down. You fall in love with the character because you feel like he's being taken advantage of by Shooter McGavin, and you're just waiting the whole movie to see if he can overcome the odds. People love an underdog story. And Happy Gilmore was the ultimate underdog story. Um, in the 90s, Adam Sandler was ridiculously popular. Um, and I'm happy for him, no pun intended, but for his success because I feel like he gets a bad rap acting-wise. And I am glad that there's movies like Uncut Gems um, that people can point to that says, hey, he's not just a one-trick pony. He can do dramas. He can do, you know, things like that. Be riveting. Be a riveting, you know, boss. And still gain traction when it comes to big numbers, you know, in the box office. Adam Sandler is a legend. And in my opinion, Happy Gilmore is his greatest cinematic role. And that's it with the top nine movies starring Adam Sandler. You can check us out on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly, Instagram Sensibly Cynical Pod, and you can check out our Facebook group. I want to let you know that I will be hosting the first ever free access uh, movie trivia Instagram Live, June 1st, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, I have some stickers that I'm going to hand out for the first few winners. Um, Also, Patreon. We are on Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash sensibly cynical. Um, Check out our benefits today. And I think that's... uh, That's all she wrote, or that's all he wrote in this case. Oh, one more thing. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Once again, this has been a critical review.